Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. And we are back today. We're going to be talking about Doctor Strange, except it's Doctor Hugo Strange. Yes, that's true. I it's embarrassing how long it took us to realize that there were two Doctor Stranges. I think it was after we did the Marvel Doctor Strange episode that we were like, "Hey, wait, that's confusing." Yeah, well, I always I li- I I literally always say Hugo Strange. Like I never yeah, call yeah. him just that's fair. Doctor Strange. I, it's always Hugo Strange, and my God, is he strange? You know, it's it's a little refreshing because he is a psychiatrist, and 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 most physicians tend to kind of keep the title, so it's kind of nice to get dropped on him. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that is true. I do usually call, refer to him as Hugo Strange. Maybe that's why it took so long yeah. to realize there were was a Doctor yeah. Strange in both worlds. Now, one one thing I will say about Hugo Strange, like you said, he is a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. but no matter what continuity that we're in, Hugo Strange does just about every illegal activity possible, whether yeah. it is experimenting on people, not great. government corruption, also not great, literally making monsters. Yep, really not great. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah, he's like the Antichrist. Yeah, he's a jack of all. Yep, yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. No. <laughs> he's the he's the anti Batman, definitely. But like, yeah, he's he's he. Uh, and speaking of, he also is one of the few villains that actually knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, mm. and it drives him. It drives his obsession. Now, like I said, there are several different continuities, but I know in, I don't know if he, well, I, Bruce isn't Batman in Gotham. And so the Gotham version of Hugo Strange played by B.D. Wong, which Who I love. Oh gosh, I absolutely loved it because I remember the first time I saw him, I'm like, what do I know him from? Oh my God, Jurassic Park. Like I, what? Like, <laughs> see, I was like, oh my God, Law and Order. So yeah, I no, I immediately knew him as the the scientist from Jurassic Park that was like they're all female and I was like, yeah. I love BD Wong and I love how good he was at this character. He was great. I would have never picked him for this character and he was perfect. He was perfection. Yeah, he, he did a great he did a great job and but and the the psychiatry I feel like is definitely there no matter how mm. like no matter what version of him you see like whenever I yep. think about Hugo Strange a lot of the times I think about in Batman Arkham City as mm. y'all know I love those video games but he's one of the central characters and even in that one he knows that Bruce Wayne mm. is Batman and it it drives his obsession and in the original comics, which I think he first appeared like early, early, like either in the late 30s, early 40s, he becomes, he's, he's obsessed with yeah. 
Batman and the fact that he's Bruce Wayne. And for a while in some of the comics, he wants to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And he goes around committing crimes disguised as Batman. So there's, he's he's a very, very interesting character. He's an interesting but, dude. You know, I have to say, though, like, okay, this is not in his defense. But, you know, you're talking about this obsession and whatnot. I'm like, okay, so what if he was an ethical psychiatrist <laughs> who, say, worked with um who who like found out Batman and Bruce Wayne were the same person like you also might become obsessed like I'm like thinking like what would I do if I was if I was the therapist for or I was uh, I became aware even if I wasn't their therapist like okay so if Batman were real and I figured out his true identity if I'm an ethical person I'm probably keeping that to myself this Whoa. sounds like your dream like I don't this, know. This sounds like your. This sounds like your dream. Like, oh yeah, if if like Batman, I'm Batman's friend, and I know his secret identity, and I'm the coolest psychiatrist in all of Gotham. But like, or here's Metropolis because it's safer. Here's the thing, though. If you are a truly ethical, like very good with your boundaries and whatnot, like if you were his, let's say you were his psychiatrist, you wouldn't be able to tell people that you knew who Batman was. Yes. Or that yes. that you even like, let alone like who it actually is, but that you had the knowledge yourself, and that would just be—I don't know—I would like burst at the seams. Yeah, but yeah, and it just—it start like I—I I feel, I do feel I—I I don't want to say I feel bad for Hugo Strange because he makes all of these decisions. Yes, he's not ethical. But, like, in the post-crisis continuity, so not New 52, but before New 52, like, post-crisis, he was abandoned as a child. Like, so his parents, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that he lost his parents. He, his parents just abandoned him, and he got bounced around from foster care to foster care. Mm -hmm. He had a really bad temper, and he became a professor of psychology, of psychiatry. Sorry. Yeah. A professor of psychiatry at Gotham State University. And that's where he first got in trouble because he got his, he lost tenure for running illegal genetic experiments. Keaton. (laughs) Yes. You had me at he lost tenure. (laughs) Any, (laughs) anyone out there in the university system is like, whoa. You had to do something really, really bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. You had to do something really, really bad to lose your tenure. Right? It's like, oh, man. That's... Oof. And so like here's you... the thing, too. I mean, like, depending on, like, when this dude... Like, when you're talking about his storyline happening, there is a lot of experimentation that was going on that would not be approved currently. Okay. So so let's talk about experimentation <laughs> with people. Um it could be medical, but obviously we're talking more like mental health or psychology or how people work, what how their behaviors are, what their response to mental health treatments, et cetera, et cetera. So there's more that you have to go through to be able to do that these days. It's why you don't see as much of these questionable <laughs> experiments happening anymore. So we have the IRB. And so it's essentially a review board that if you're doing research, uh, you have to get approved through 
to experiment with people or do studies with people. So if you're either just observing or asking them questions or gathering information, or if you're actively like manipulating them within a situation to see what happens. And so unfortunately, a lot of really terrible experimentation has historically happened within the United States. I mean, Tuskegee is a one of, I think, the first ones that comes to mind for people about, like, medical experimentation. Um, and and um, so, yeah, unfortunately, the things that Hugo Strange does within his facilities and university and whatnot at certain points in history were much more likely to happen. There's a lot of people that were traumatized by that sort of stuff, which really, really sucks, to put it mildly. And, and he is one of those that truly does use every bit of his knowledge yes. for evil because oh. he, he's thought <laughs> you meant yeah. generally, but yes to that too. <laughs> well, yes in general, but yeah, because I mean, he has a chemistry degree he has biology. He has a chemistry background, a biology background, a psychiatry background, and he's literally used all of those things, made chemicals to brainwash people. Mm-hmm. He has done genetic experiment to make, monsters that attack Gotham City and he's also used all of those things to bribe and extort people and and so he he is it's funny because I I remember we at one point talked about Professor X Mm. and all of the things that he could do if he were to misuse his powers Mm. and so I think about Hugo Strange and I'm like yeah yeah, that would be like Hugo. Hugo Strange is that he doesn't have the mind abilities that Professor X does, but just about everything else, he's right there. Yeah, you know, here's the sad thing about Hugo Strange. You're right. He's incredibly intelligent and he's good at what he does, but he does not seem to have the compassion, empathy, and belief in limit setting that you would ideally want from someone who is this successful. I mean, he's successfully making monsters. In Gotham, he successfully gets the penguin to, like, calm down. (laughs) I mean... He does some really terrible things. He does things without people's consent. So you do need consent from people to experiment on them these days. Yeah, he's just kind of doing what he wants. And and yeah, he's he's really good at it. But unfortunately, like, man, I don't know what this guy's limits are. Like, is there anything he's not willing to do if he just wants to do it? I don't know. The answer, I personally think, is no. And so a, a lot of times we have these villains, a lot of bat villains, they get obsessed with their science and then that's how they go awry. This is what happened to him because after he lost his tenure, he borrowed money from Sal Maroney and Carmine Falcone. Whoops. Yep. And then after that, he sets up his private laboratory and is doing all of his experiments, but he needs test subjects to test them on and so he bribes a corrupt orderly at guess where arkham asylum and there was a certain section of the asylum that was just for the incurable and he takes the ones that have been institutionalized and his reasoning, like, for the longest time, because his, and his reasoning is literally because they won't be missed. So, once again, 
unfortunately, there are ties to history where most of the time, who who are you going to experiment on? And actually, I mean, you could kind of say it's true nowadays, depending on your thoughts about animals. We, we if we're experimenting on humans, then um, usually you experimented on those that you saw as lesser than or having less value in some way or being quote incurable and so you know they're just kind of a weight on society this is not my view obviously but um these are people more of a weight on society or not contributing to society in the way that we believe they should and so it's more acceptable to experiment on these people versus I mean like what if we didn't have this knowledge for the everyday person who's going to work and having kids and whatever you know and, and I mean, you could even argue for nowadays, right? Like the people who are anti-experimentation on animals, you know, they could argue, hey, here's the slippery slope. How, you know, we're saying once again, what organisms have what level of value? And so, yeah, it's just, oh man, yeah, it, it's very painful stuff that just has to be acknowledged within our history because it's why certain groups of people tend to be, very hesitant or sometimes even seemingly combative when we say, oh, but we're just, quote, trying to help them, whether it's helping through the healthcare systems, whether it's helping through law enforcement or in other ways, because unfortunately, that history is there, whether we're thinking about it right now or not, it reverberates through time. So yeah, Dr. Strange, Hugo Strange, like, terrible dude. And also, like, not, like you were saying, these things are based on stuff, not completely made up stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a biologist. And so mm-hmm. when I look at his situation, every time I look at his situation, I'm like, yep, he skipped this step of the scientific method. <laughs> uh, I know, he, right? Right. Like, he did this, he did this wrong, and yep, that's where it went unethical. And he always goes unethical extremely early. Because, yeah. like, I remember when we were work- when I worked in pharmaceuticals, I worked in a lot of different areas. The amount of time that it takes to get to human trials yes. is crazy. Like, I mean, there, there are drugs that hit the mark that are just now hitting the market that first were invented or came out over a decade ago Mm -hmm. and it got bounced around and sent back to the FDA and it needed approval and it did this and bounced back and forth because they want to make sure of these, they want to make sure that everything's right. Mm -hmm. And then, and I, and so there is a part of me, I remember when they first got the COVID vaccine and they got it so quick. I was like, man, I really hope they covered all their bases. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to trust them, but I really hope they covered all their bases. Like I was still somewhat nervous just because working in that industry and knowing mm. how long it takes for stuff like that to get approved, they worked very fast. But yep. at the same time, let me say this, because if there's any antivaxes out there, let me just say, the technology for this vaccine was already out. They kind of just, all they really needed to do was plug and play. Yep. And they had a lot of great incentive to focus all their efforts instead of all the tape everybody else has to go through to fight for their spot. There were so many people working on it. Yeah. But yeah, and and so, but going back to Hugo Strange, he was just working on it by himself. And it was one of those things where he has severe tunnel vision. 
in yes. all of his stories, mm-hmm. he's really locked in on one thing because when that focus gets shifted away finally from the genetic experiments that he's doing, it immediately shifts hard to Batman and figuring mm. out what makes Batman tick, who he is, what are his secrets. Like he makes, he gets a smear campaign to just make Batman a villain. And so he, he is incredibly obsessed. And it's probably why he's so good at a number of things because he can become so focused, so in tuned, but you're right. Like there's a reason like these steps are in place. These methods are in place. Um, Skipping steps hurts people or you, I mean, if you're not just as good as Hugo Strange, you end up with a big mess on your hands. Right. And I mean, but, and, and you see his obsession grow as well. I mean, he ends up like at one point he's, he, he becomes like a really, really skilled in hand to hand combat. He has his own Batman costume. He's a really good acrobat. Like he essentially becomes Batman because he gets so obsessed with him. Yeah. You know, this actually hits on something that, that, I know we'll hit on to a bigger degree uh, in another episode because we're definitely doing Harley Quinn or yes. her former her former Harleen Quinzel. Uh, we'll definitely be doing her and delving into it more. But you're actually hitting on on a piece that's really important, I think, just generally in life, but particularly if you're you're someone who gets very attuned so i could see if you like if you have a certain line of research that's your passion or if you're working with a certain kind of clientele it can be hard to be able to separate yourself from the work and you know obviously he's an extreme case and and one with um a low level of conscientiousness in general and caring for other people, which is not everyone, but, but still it definitely shows the hazards of that because I mean, literally if you've got blinders on, you're, you don't care what's in your wake. You're just stomping all over everything to, to kind of keep going toward the light of whatever it is, whether for him it's certain kinds of experiments or if it's, you know, Batman related. I, I was thinking about his his story in the Arkham games. So in the Arkham games, like it opens and he is the new warden mm. of Arkham Asylum. And he's working with Ra's al Ghul because he just wants to kill thousands of people and work with Ra's to conquer the world. And he wants to be a part of it. Mm. And, and it's funny because throughout, out the game all i do is see the similarities that he has with batman especially with his obsessions (laughs) and how smart he is and how he thinks several steps ahead yeah yeah i mean i i think one of the really tricky things about people and life in general is that your greatest strength a lot of times can be your greatest weakness. And and you see with both characters how obsession and focus makes them such a powerhouse. And at That's the true. same time, in very different ways, cuts them off at the knees. Now, obviously, Batman's not going around like murdering and experimenting on people for no reason um, other than intellectual 
growth or whatever <laughs> Strange would call it. But still, I mean, he also gets cut off at the knees in a number of ways by his obsessions. Well, and one reason that he does hate Batman so bad, and I think it's in, I think it's the Batman Prey. I think it's mm. Batman Prey. He's actually very jealous and envious mm. of Batman because of the freedom that Batman has. And so it's in, because he's lived his whole life essentially without freedom, you know, because, I mean, he was abandoned by his parents. He was a ward of the state his entire life. He finally he gets tenure. He loses his tenure because he can't just do whatever he wants and he keeps getting in trouble because he can't just do whatever he wants and then on the other end though there's batman not only does he now know that batman's the richest person in the world in the world but he's also Mm -hmm. running around just doing whatever he wants beating people to a pulp well i mean one could argue that he's not wanting to do things at the same extent as strange Right. On the flip side, his money probably is helping him skip a number of steps in the scientific method as well. It always does. It always does. <laughs> and when it's strange, we go, mm. And when it's Batman, we go, that is so cool. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, because it's strange is like, oh, I'm going to inject this guy with this and turn him into a monster. Batman's like, I'm going to beat you up and throw you in jail. Like yeah. it, and it's a or it's, a, <laughs> or it's here's a new technology. I'm gonna throw it in a car and see what happens. Yeah, okay, that's true. That's I mean, true. He, he's got some similar stuff, but you're right. I mean, you know, if he's coming up with a concoction that he's testing out right away, it's not because he's trying to create some new beast. He's he's trying to fix a problem and he's trying to do it in a quick amount of time. So so yeah, I mean, he he does get away with more uh, and you know, let's let's not deny that money money is is convenient uh and would like, allow you to skip steps and not be written off as the enemy. At the same time, the things he wants to do for to reach freedom are in a very different camp that, than what Strange wants to be able to get away with to have freedom. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because one thing, Batman isn't out here trying to take people's lives. Right. And Hugo Strange seemingly does not care about taking lives at all. He's all about the science. But what's interesting is a lot of the times when villains are scientists, they have an end goal in mind that seemingly would help people. You know, Mm. Poison Ivy, essentially an environmentalist, right? Mr. Freeze is trying to help his wife. Hugo Strange just wants to make monsters that kill people. Like, he doesn't even, like, he's he's very different in that aspect. He's not trying to reach some kind of status quo or, oh, I'm going to try and make the world a better place. Like, no, he is one of those that wants to watch the world burn. Maybe. I mean, maybe he wants to watch the world burn. I also wonder if he, I was going to say, is, is just a scientist. So, so I mean, like some, some people that focus on like mental health and behaviors and whatnot do focus more on the science and experimentation and da, 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 like, like he does. I mean, sometimes he does the therapeutic stuff too. But I don't know. Sometimes too, I just get the sense that he wants to learn, discover, find new things. And oh, it's not, that's what you're saying. It's not necessarily about 
burning down everyone around him. He just doesn't care what happens to them in the process of scientific discovery for scientific discovery's sake. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And and you know, I would argue that that might also happen with other things. Like sometimes I wonder like, hey, is everyone working on AI research? Really thinking this through? You know, is everyone who thought who was working on cloning really think it through? Like there's so many and and no offense to any people out there doing that that work. Like it's wonderful things you do, but there there are very complicated ethical considerations for a number of these scientific avenues. And for some people, not all of them, but for some people, it is about the scientific discovery. Right. And yeah, and it's funny that you said that because immediately I'm thinking back on B.D. Wong's character in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park who helped oh, yeah! who helped it make all the comes dinosaurs around. and it's like uh should you have done that <laughs> so we yeah. watched we actually watched the the most recent one and what I, I forget what it's called like I can't keep track of them what was that one Dominion something like that yeah and and so we watched it with a group of friends literally just the other day which B.D. Wong is also in that one and one of them goes why do they keep working with this guy? <laughs> he keeps making things worse. <laughs> but he's so smart, though. <laughs> but that's the thing. And sometimes people aren't trying to destroy or 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 they they actively, if they knew, would maybe have done things a different way and maybe aren't kind of thinking it all the way through. Hugo Strange, I, I would say, consciously doesn't care. Because he's actively doing things that very directly are obviously going to negatively impact people. Versus B.D. Wong in Jurassic Park. I can't remember his character's name there. Yeah. And so it is it is interesting, like, comparing them, comparing Hugo Strange and Batman. Because both of them have severe tunnel vision. Oh, yeah. He's all about the science. And Batman is all about making sure that no one goes through what mm-hmm. he went through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And both of them have this by any means necessary attitude because they're not looking left. They're not looking right. They're focused. They're like hyper focused on this this one goal that's like, I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. And damn it, no one's going to stop me. I would say, though, that so I mentioned conscientiousness earlier and not uh, Maybe not everyone's kind of familiar with the term. So conscientiousness is actually a psychological term. Um, A lot of personality psychologists in particular will look at conscientiousness, but it also pops up in other kinds of psychology. So personality psychologists focus in on the person and personality traits and, and how the individual might respond to things, which obviously has a lot of overlay with and overlap with mental health and stuff and conscientiousness essentially we're talking about the the caring and awareness of other people and essentially you know trying to essentially have harmony with others and so while Batman I wouldn't I'm not sure I'd put him high like on the high end of conscientiousness obviously some there's some sort of disconnect I don't know if it's that he's he you know he cares there's some disconnect I I don't know if it's the level of conscientiousness or not but okay he might not be at the top there because sometimes he's a little kind of quirky with things but 
I I would say that he is a conscientious person based on a lot of the reasonings that he does things. Like you were saying, he doesn't want people getting hurt. He's trying to make the world a better place for people. Versus Hugo Strange, honestly, like you got to grab at straws to find any sense of conscientiousness about this guy. You really do. And you don't really, I feel like you don't really ever see it. Like I, mm. I, and I could be if, and for those of you listening, if you have a storyline where it's like, no, Hugo Strange has a heart. Yeah. Like if, it, like point it out to me because <laughs> I haven't, I, I have not <laughs> read, read that. Yeah. And, and, but, and once again, I mean, it doesn't mean that he's actively aiming to hurt everybody. It just might be that he doesn't particularly care <laughs> that's that's literally without what i was about to say he just doesn't care yeah but yeah he's a he's a very interesting character and mm-hmm. what makes all of this even worse is this is the man running arkham asylum yeah. like we already know about all of the issues that arkham has I know. they had these issues and then he also became the warden and so it's like how could it's like someone said how could we make arkham worse yeah put this guy in charge i mean arkham asylum really is does seem to be like a representation of the absolute worst case example of like how bad institutions and asylums could truly be and and i i don't know if there were places that had the extent of experiment i mean obviously not experimentation where you're turning people into like creature monsters but but the extent of of things like I, I don't know if there was like consistently this much within one place like Arkham seems to always have but it, it yeah you're right it just really not the person you want in charge of delegating out treatment and the care for the people in Arkham right like he's not helping yeah anyone <laughs> at all <laughs> I mean he's helping some supervillains out there I mean, yeah. I mean, he owes the money, but yeah. yeah well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a mindful nerd moment for us? So for the mindful nerd moment, it's funny because I didn't even plant the bug in Keaton's ear. He doesn't know what they are before I share them on here. So he's literally <laughs> asking, like, what is it? <laughs> So I was like, oh, geez, what do I do for Hugo Strange? Like, I have no idea what to do for this guy. And I was like, you know what this guy could use? He could, he, he could use some, some building of some compassion for other people. <laughs> You're not wrong. So, yeah, it lines up really well with some of the things we were talking about. So I thought that we would maybe kind of put ourselves into the role of, of Hugo Strange and for some of you out there, you probably are lower in conscientiousness, and that's okay. For some of you, you might be really high in conscientiousness, and so this might feel very different. Um, but in general, putting ourselves kind of in the position of Hugo Strange and maybe maybe stepping on other people, not really caring how they get hurt, it'd be nice to maybe care a little bit more, maybe hurt a few less people out there. So imagine where Hugo Strange and just trying to build a little bit of compassion for the people that you oversee in Arkham. Okay. So as per usual, find a comfortable way to sit. You you know, you want to be kind of sitting straight but comfortably. Close your eyes if you're comfortable with that or just kind of Gently soften your gaze, not looking at anything in particular. And as usual, just take a moment to pay attention to your breath. 
Use your breath to help you just focus in on this moment, help you center before we go into our specific mindful nerd moment. And I want you to start by thinking about and picturing someone that you as Hugo Strange care about. And just imagine what you most wish for that person. Allow yourself to feel that affection. And imagine saying to whoever that person is, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you feel safe. And may you live your life with ease. I want you to try and think of another person who you care about, someone who maybe is close to you. And once again, just focus on those positive feelings you have toward that person. If for some reason there's no one else coming to mind, that's okay. Consider thinking about yourself and any positive feelings that you have toward yourself. And once again, Imagine saying to that person, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may, may you be safe, may you live your life with ease. Now, picture a neutral person. Could be a stranger, someone you see around but don't really know, you know, say someone at the local store, someone at the gas station on the way home from Arkham someone that that works nearby to you in a joint office. And so with this neutral person, extend those same wishes to them. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you feel safe. May you live your life with ease. And lastly, I want you to picture one of the people that's being treated at Arkham. Don't pick the most difficult person to treat, but maybe someone who it's, it's a little bit more difficult to think of them in the same way. And keep in mind that the things that might be difficult about this person, if that person found relief from their suffering, that behavior, some of those behaviors may very well change. And I'd like for you to send the same wishes to that person that you have for everyone else. And sometimes it's easier to include yourself in this. So let, let's practice it by imagining saying to that person in Arkham, may we both be happy. May we both be healthy. May we both feel safe. May we both live our lives with ease. Now that we've had this practice, I want you to just focus back on your breath, using it to center yourself again, and using it as a just calming moment to congratulate yourself on doing this exercise. And when you're ready, we're going to start shifting away from Hugo Strange and Arkham, and we're going to start shifting back to where we are, just moving yourself around a little bit, opening, refocusing your eyes when you're ready. 
and letting me know what you thought about being Hugo Strange for a few minutes. <laughs> I liked this mindful nerd moment. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm one of those people that's constantly wondering about other people's motives and yeah. not thinking as much about I want them to be happy, but like, yeah, and mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. pretty cynical of me. I'll be honest. And it's one of those things. I don't know, like, if Hugo Strange could successfully do this. <laughs> like I know. it. This one's a bit of a stretch for him, I will admit. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if he ever did, kudos. Kudos. But yeah, it's this one. This one is really good because I I really feel like it touches on making sure you're seeing someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, very healthy. And that's something that Hugo Strange should probably do. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind. And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same Bat time, same Bat channel.